Welcome to Spoilers. I am your host, Stevie, and today we are reviewing and talking about the much-anticipated, forever-long-drawn-out sequel, The Incredibles 2. There are four of us in the house tonight, and special guest, PK. PK, what is up? Yeah, uh, not much, you know, just living the dream out here in L.A. I have a question for you. Uh, Wait, was your theater mainly adults or was it more children? Well, I went on discount day in downtown, so tickets were like eight bucks, which is like normal price anywhere else in the country. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's not much of a discount day. <laughs> there was a lot more families there yesterday, it seemed like, but oh shit. Um, usually there, I feel like there would have been more adults, but since it was discount day, there was a lot of people cashing in on that. So nice, nice. Uh, out in Denver, we have Pappy. Pappy, what's up? Ayo. Not too much. Just hanging out. Got done volunteering today, and I saw this on uh, last Friday. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Yeah, no, yeah. actually, I saw, it on, I saw it on a Saturday matinee. I did the same thing. I used my movie pass, which, Mikey, you brought this up. Like, why is movie pass making you take a picture of the ticket now? What, what could that possibly do? They say it's uh, to prevent fraud, but... <laughs> Okay. I don't understand how that prevents fraud. The massive credit uh, fraud that I'm no goes security on with movie I still want to know, because yeah. I bought my movie pass a while ago, I want to know if I can still go once a day for the whole month and if I'm grandfathered into that shit. You can still go once a day, but you can't see the same movie twice. That's so you so have dumb. to see 30 different it's movies. Not that, yeah, it's whatever. I, I think they're trying to double up on making sure you can't. You're, nobody's seeing the same movie twice. Wait, you can't see the same movie twice in, in 30 days? Ever. At all with movie pass. It's like you get one shot That's with movie That's the dumbest pass. thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, <laughs> What if some hey, child is screaming great. and crying the whole time and I can't enjoy my movie? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Last but not least, in Elkhart with me, we have Money Mike. Money Mike, what's up? How's it going? Um, my theater was a lot of kids, and it was packed. I, I literally got the very last seat, so it was a full house when I went. Were you front row in the far right corner? No, I was actually, like, in the middle. There was just, like, a lone seat <laughs> right in the middle that was empty. You did I, uh, I think it was, like, excuse me, excuse I think it was one of those seats uh, that was... Me, that... Pardon me, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I think it was one of those seats that is usually reserved for, like, a handicapped person or a person in a wheelchair, but then nobody showed up, so it was just free. And the guy was like, you got one left. I was like, I'll take it. Nice, nice. And it was next to a bunch of kids. I mean, yeah, meanwhile, there's a kid behind you, in, like, in a wheelchair, just devastated that you <laughs> took his seat. <laughs> Sorry, kid, all sold out. Sorry, bro. I've been waiting 14 years for this movie. I'm, I'm going to... Sit here and watch well, I must, just, must have had an odd theater because my theater was all adults and not one child in the room. It was <laughs> everyone my age. But, Did you um, see it opening night? Yeah, I saw it opening night. That makes and... sense. I saw it last night. I didn't see it till like after the opening weekend. Yeah, smash me like 180 mil opening weekend. Biggest animated opening weekend ever, right? Yeah, Number but one. I gotta get to this though. Why does Disney keep on apologizing before every movie? 
It's so stupid. So like Craig T. Nelson and Holly Hunter and the rest of the voice cast Brad come out. Brad Bird even. At the very beginning, like, sorry, it's been 14 years. We're sorry. But hey, <laughs> it's worth the wait. These are really hard to make. It takes a long time. Get, get off our ass. It's the same thing for Coco. They're like, Coco's been in development for seven years. <laughs> this shot took 5,000 man hours. I don't know. Didn't, uh, didn't the director for Wrinkle in Time do the same thing, Pab? Oh, yeah. I mean, Ava DuVernay came out before Wrinkle in Time, but hers was maybe like... Hey, this movie you're about to watch kind of sucks, but it's for four-year-olds, so, you know, I hope off. James Cameron, when Avatar 2 comes out, just gives everybody a big old middle finger, like, yeah, fuck <laughs> you guys. I don't care how long I made you wait. <laughs> oh, well, the sequel starts out literally the same day as the end of the first Incredibles, taking down the Underminer, uh, who's voiced by, uh, who is it, Pap, John Ratzenberger? Yes. The good luck charm, right? Behold the Underminer! The good luck charm of all Pixar movies, been in every one of them, voiced all of them. And it's a long, drawn-out action sequence. Um, I was going to say, do you guys like the way this movie started off, kind of like immediately right after the first one? I didn't watch... um, I was going to plan on watching the first one again to refresh, so it was like totally new to me. I was going in with like a blank mind so I totally forgot about the underminer gotcha I thought it was kind of cool way too long 14 years 14 man. years is a long time I watched the first one like a few days ago or about a week ago so I thought it was kind of cool I wasn't sure how they were going to do it if they were going to do a time gap because I mean you see the trailers that Jack Jack's still really young so it's like <laughs> they couldn't have jumped too much time but I, yeah I thought it was cool that like they stretched out this huge gap in real life but literally like seconds or so are shaved between the first movie and the second movie it's such like a weird thing because like in the future when people watch this they'll just watch them back to back and they'll be like oh like that's weird like they'll just be like oh it's kind of like one big movie except there's a huge quality difference in (laughs) as soon as two starts (laughs) what's the quality what's the uh, quality difference you're talking about pat I mean, I the I know I don't I know Stevie's not the biggest fan of this movie like no. cards on the table, and then I, I'm not a big fan of the Incredibles in general. But the animation in this is second to none. It's just amazing what they can do now. Like some of the shots, uh, especially in that rich guy's house uh, with some of the reflections, Winston the waterfalls, Deaver? Winston Deaver, yeah, no, Winston like, Dever. Let me ask you something. What is the main reason you were all forced underground? Ignorance. Perception. It's yeah. amazing how far they've come. I mean, in 14 years. And Pixar is just really killing it between Coco and this. Like, the, the water animation, Stevie. It's crazy. <laughs> Dude, the ice. The ice was so cool. The ice, yes. Disney has perfected water. I mean, even going back to Snow White, water is their forte. Um, this movie... Is pretty much the first movie just flipped between Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible. Uh, Mike, you've been talking about this a bit today. Um, anything pop out to you? But with Mrs. Oh, uh, with uh, Elastigirl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she's like hypersexualized throughout the entire movie, uh, and I 
don't know if that was on accident or not because she. See, I thought of, she was hypersexualized too. It just stuck out like a sore thumb. Oh my god! There's like multiple shots of her just ass <laughs> uh, towards the end of the movie. It takes up like half of the I screen. I saw a funny tweet on Reddit. It was like, "What if Elastic Girl doesn't have a fat ass and she just perpetually makes herself thick?" <laughs> <laughs> think about it <laughs> i'd be okay with that there was one shot where she was standing next to mr incredible and like literally the mass that mr incredible has in his upper body she has entirely in her ass <laughs> like they probably weigh the same but just spread out in different parts of the body That's see funny. i mean i was confused by the beginning of this movie because at the end of the first one it made it seem like superheroes are going to be accepted again Mm-hmm. And then it's like immediately after, like you know, this whole action sequence, you're sent like back into pretty much hiding again. What's that accord from the Marvel movies? The Sico- or the uh... Pat, you're a superhero guy. The 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 the. the... I'm blanking out. You put me on the you, spot. You were saying it was Sokovia. Is it like the Sokovia Accords? Yeah, Sokovia Accords. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically saying that. Yeah, I was second guessing myself. They go out on a boat to sign him. I don't understand that really. So, <sighs> international waters. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird because the whole point of this movie is that Elastigirl is going to be the new face of superheroes, and superheroes going to be like brought back in. And throughout this whole movie, she's being screwed with by the Screen Slaver. Uh, how would you guys compare Screen Slaver to uh, Syndrome in the first one? I am Screen Slaver. Besides the fact that you could tell it was a sister. About 25 minutes into the movie. <laughs> well, I much prefer these actors to T.J. Miller, for one. I'll take Bob Odenkirk over T.J. Miller, even though he's not the screensaver. I think it was Jason Lee, Pap. Oh, is it Jason Lee? Yeah, it's Jason Lee. See, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. <laughs> he looks like T.J. Miller. He's doing his best T.J. Miller impression, because like... I thought, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was T.J. It looks like a baby T.J. Miller. I think I was just going to make me check real quick. Gosh darn it. No, I think it's Jason Lee. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember. I should have watched the first one to refresh because I don't remember much about the first Incredibles movie. But who played the screen slaver? Who was that woman? Oh, Catherine Keener. I thought she did a pretty good job. She's... Yeah, she... I mean, it was an interesting character. But like you said, it was pretty obvious that she was the bad guy, like... 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah, I thought that kind of took away from it. Uh, but the one thing I think that this movie excelled at way more than its predecessor is the action. Like, especially during, like, that train sequence, just trying to hunt down that train. Like, there's times I forgot this was, like, an animated movie. Oh, yeah. It was incredible. Like, the, the lighting and everything, too. Mm-hmm. I think during that train scene, like, it was, like, kind of, like, during the sunset. It was, yeah. everything was just lit really well. Even like you said, in the guy's house, like the lighting and, and all the animation. But yeah, the action was just unreal. Stevie, what what's a better action train sequence that we got this summer of 2018? The one in Solo or the one in The Incredibles? Ooh. Hey, don't forget the commuter, though. The commuter. Oh, don't sleep on the There's no way Liam Neeson could have made that jump. It still bothers me. Um, Liam Neeson's. Liam Neeson's. Man, that's a tough one, Pap. Uh, I'll say Solo. I love that train sequence in Solo. What? Yeah. <laughs> boo. I'm a Star Wars fan and I say boo. 
Well, you know what, Pat? Jurassic World 2 is going to suck, so have fun tomorrow. Hey, you're probably right, and I will have fun tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll also, talk about that before the pod's over. Exactly, but let's not forget about our two main stars of this movie being Jack-Jack, who's giving his father insomnia, and Dash, who is just absolutely hilarious. Do you guys have a favorite Jack-Jack moment that stood out in this movie? Looks normal to me. When did this start happening? Since Helen got the job. I assume she knows. Are you kidding? I can't tell her about this. Not while she's doing hero work. Girl, come on. Leave the saving of the world to the men? I don't think so. I've got to succeed so she can succeed. So we can succeed. I get it, Bob. I get it. When was the last time you slept? Who keeps track of that? Besides, he's a baby. I can handle it. I got this handle. So, you good then? You got everything under control, right? Yeah. What the? Cookie. Cha-cha want a cookie. Num-num cookie. Cha-cha want a num-num. Num-num cookie. Cookie. You're not cookie. Oh, my God. Cookie. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Okay. So, he can still hear you? From the other dimension, yeah. That is freaky. Definitely when he fights the raccoon. <laughs> Dude, that was, that was awesome. The setup is perfect, because he's, like, watching this, like, gangster movie with exactly. a uh, burglar, <laughs> like the old school burglar mask, and of course that's exactly what a raccoon looks like, and, like, Jack-Jack puts the pieces together. It's it's a great setup, and then, like, the the physical comedy with that, and then Mr. Incredible, like, running after him and everything. It's so funny. Yeah, I don't know what my favorite exactly, like, Jack-Jack moment was, but just seeing his full array of powers, because we got a sneak peek in the trailer that he's going to have a lot, but just seeing all of it mixed together and just the reveal of each one i think that was pretty fun and cool i also uh really like the part where he goes and stays with um who's that fashion designer edna edna mode uh i love it when uh mr incredible comes back to pick him up after a good night's sleep that he's needed he's (laughs) modeling her every move as she walks She's like smoking a cig and he's a sucking on a lollipop or something. It's pretty hilarious. Exactly. Which I didn't think they could smoke in Disney movies anymore. Didn't they cuss in this one? They say hell, I think. Maybe damn, too. Yeah. Which, well, I mean, whatever. We we say worse on spoiler. We're not offended by it. It's just interesting at what, what slides at Disney. I know, but I think this is the first Pixar movie to cuss. That could be. I believe it is. This is what I read on IMDb trivia. Not always the most trustful. Oh, I believe it then. But also we get in this movie uh, Violet trying to land a boyfriend who's had his memory erased in the very beginning. Um, (laughs) This is actually probably one of my more favorite parts of the story just because it kind of brought a human element into it, even though she has a lot of superpowers. I love when the water shoots out of her nose when they go to the diner. (laughs) Oh, that was hilarious. 100% out of her nose. We got the biggest laugh for you guys. I think that was the one for my theater. What it seems like people were there were like there's like moms like clapping and applauding that joke. <laughs> <laughs> that one got a pretty big laugh at my theater. And then uh also when Mr. Incredible is like stressing the fuck out trying to stay awake oh. and keep Jack Jack alive (laughs) he's like the baby's going into different dimensions and he's just like (laughs) 
losing his mind. I think the biggest laugh my theater got was when the news is on and it's the Incredible, like that, that <laughs> guy showing it off in his uh, in his living room. And uh, Dash starts controlling the Incredible, like with the remote off the wall. Mm-hmm. And he just he just starts screaming, "Rockets! Rockets!" <laughs> That's probably the hardest my theater laughed at least. Yeah, I don't know about mine. I think it, I think it might have been the water out the nose too. That one because it, it was definitely just unexpected. It came out of nowhere. It was kind of like people had that similar reaction that she did. Um, going back to the whole like villain debate. Um, I watched a review that they brought up a really good point. They they were saying how like the screen slaver would have been a really good villain for like this one or the first one, and then have the intro of Syndrome like as when he's a little kid and him saying like "Go home, kid." Like I work alone. Having him come back for part two, all grown up. I think that would have been really cool, especially yeah. since they didn't skip any time. Mm-hmm. But. So that being said, I do think Syndrome was probably a better villain overall, but there the stakes the stakes were higher in this one. I feel like there was better motivation with Syndrome, yeah. or at least something there that you could understand. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This, I don't know. This villain felt really forced. They needed to come up with something. And this was the best they could do. This this had like the Marvel movie uh, formula. It's like they had the subpar villain, but the movie overall was. I mean, in my opinion, I thought it was great. Yeah, well, he has like the same. She has the same motivation as the first one. It's just kind of like, for some reason, I'm mad at super superheroes. You know what I mean? It's just like a general hate of superheroes is what the Incredibles are combating. Like in in this one, it's like her dad was trying to call in super there's like a break-in in his house and he was trying he to call was in with superheroes. the liberal elites of superheroes yeah so basically <laughs> his personal bodyguards didn't show up and he didn't go to his panic room like well, then why why would you even have a panic room if you're not going <laughs> to use it guy <laughs> why would you not put the phones in there but i don't know it feels like it feels really repetitive in that aspect like what they're trying to accomplish one scene i did like about the screen slaver though is when the uh elastigirl actually tracks down the screenslaver his lair that lair looks so creepy you know what i mean it like when he goes like, in the apartment uh, the it looks apartment like out of seven, seven. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's funny I actually, I actually got really uneasy it looked like that. he's gonna have like a skin suit hanging in there or something i was oh, reading on twitter before, uh, like, but this is <laughs> oh sorry uh, i was just gonna say that this is like the part where they have uh epilepsy warning exactly that's what i was literally just gonna say like i was reading on twitter that they needed epilepsy warnings about so i was like waiting for that scene the whole time did they wait when did they they play the warning in the movie or no 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 no. people were saying they should have one like before the movie starts because of like that scene where they're fighting each other and it's just like that probably would have been strokes flashing like the whole time basically I would much rather watch a warning for epilepsy than Craig T. Nelson apologizing Apologize. that it's been 14 years since the last Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it like the first or second night it was out, and I was like, and when I got out of there, I was like, man, they really should have an epilepsy warning for that because it was <laughs> crazy in the theater. And then like the ne- the next two days or something after that, they finally said something about it, or there's like a sign uh, that was like warning may cause epilepsy 
like by the ticket booth hmm. when I went to go see another movie. It's like, oh yeah, that were that probably should have been up there before. That's a good call. Um, I think we hit on a lot of stuff. Is there anything else that stuck out to you guys? Uh, jumping back a little bit, can we talk about Bow? Bow, baby. Did you guys watch the short before Incredibles two? Dude. I've never oh heard so Lord. many what the Fs in a uh, theater in my life. But yeah, what's it about, Pat? I was laughing slash clapping. You cl- what? Did you clap when she ate her child? <laughs> I, I, I was praying that was going to be the end. I was Because they kind of made it seem like it was for a second. I was like, <gasps> and everybody's like, what the fuck? And I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about uh Chinese, I think it's a Chinese family living in Canada, maybe? I, that's not really clear, or maybe it's a Canadian. I thought it was San Fran, but go ahead. Well, the dad has a... I thought San Francisco. Yeah. Okay, maybe the the girlfriend's Canadian then, that's why the dad's rocking that. Any, anyway, it's about a Chinese <laughs> family, and it's basically that she makes a... Oh, God, is it a dumpling? Yeah. Is that what she makes? It looked real good. Yeah, so she makes a dumpling, but the dumpling is essentially like symbolizing her son and when she goes to pinch the dumpling it comes alive and she takes care of the dumpling and then like the dumpling like gets a little bit older becomes an angsty teenager starts smoking cigarettes and wearing leather jackets or whatever and then it goes to leave and she just fucking pops it in her mouth and eats it (laughs) did you like it did you not like it i liked it i mean i thought it was weird but I thought it was good. Yeah, that was weird. It was just funny. Like, we all, everybody looked at each other. I was like, oh, she's racist to white people. <laughs> I was like, and now I get it. <laughs> it was just like, I get it now. It's it's a metaphor for, like, interracial dating. It's cool. But I just, like, the whole eating of her, of her baby was like, oh, shit, did she just eat her child? Like. What is going on? <laughs> I waited 14 years for this. <laughs> <laughs> John Lasseter comes on and apologizes before Bob. It's pretty funny when he's like getting his head smashed and stuff. <laughs> that was so funny. He goes to head the soccer ball and like half his head's caved in. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I did like the reveal at the end, though, and I was like, oh, she had an actual child that did this to her, and they had a falling out, but everyone in my theater... Everyone, right when she ate that thing, just goes, "What the fuck?" It's a weird emotional roller coaster because it goes from like silly to what the fuck to then like extremely sad when it's like the a feels. real yeah the feels hit hard and bow. <laughs> Especially when she was like, "You and your new white Canadian bride can stay in this room," and he's like, "Nah, dog, I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes back as a real human. And he looks like a dumpling in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Got a giant head. I thought it was one of Pixar's uh, better shorts. Did you guys? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it was better than the one they showed before Coco. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that one that was, was like 25 minutes way too long. <laughs> Olaf's Plus, Frozen. I've never seen Frozen, so I was like, this is whatever. You've never seen Frozen? No. Oh, you no, gotta. Don't be mad. You gotta. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, start stop talking shit about Jurassic World, and well, maybe it's kind of what, maybe it's I'll almost see. like this movie. This movie <laughs> felt long, um, and I don't like seeing movies that feel long. I like seeing movies where I'm like, wow, I wish this wouldn't end. 
And this is the movie longest felt Pixar movie. Really long. They could have shaved an easy 25 minutes off this movie. I was surprised it's it's this Cars than the first Incredibles for longest Pixar movies. Cars. I, I never Brad realized Bird. how much like trying to show off the thickness. Like going back and watching uh the first Incredibles before this one, it was like it was like half superhero movie, half spy movie. I didn't real. I never realized that as a kid. It's like the music and everything. It, it it's like a mix between James Bond and like Mission Impossible, with the layers with, mixed with the superhero movie and shit. Yeah, and then like and then this one, the the whole train sequence when she's like in the tunnels and shit. That was like straight out of Mission Impossible one. Yeah, but then I didn't realize until like today that the director directed what a Mission directed Ghost Protocol. I think. Mm-hmm. Really? Like maybe another one. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. But yeah, I thought that was cool watching the first one. I was like, man, this is almost more like a spy movie than anything. Yeah, the music's pretty awesome. It's like uh, that 50s, 50s, 60s, like lounge music, like spy, smooth jazz type <laughs> music. It's really cool. And that house that they stay in is awesome. Michael Giacchino. Did the score for this, and he's done. I think all of the Pixar movies. Jurassic it looks World. like yeah, <laughs> Jurassic World, <laughs> War for the Planet of the Apes, Coco, Spider-Man: Homecoming, uh, Zootopia. Busy dude, he's a busy. He's dude. a man. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna hit you guys with this. What's your guys' pitch for Incredibles three? Oh man, there's gonna be one. Well, first off, they can't do a time jump because they gotta capitalize on the thick. Dick. Um. Maybe, like, a tiny bit older so Jack-Jack can, like, at least hone his powers by himself. I hope they have to kill Jack-Jack. He just grows up and gets evil. You hope Jack-Jack becomes so evil? Jack-Jack he just is, goes off the rails. He just turns into the purple <laughs> pink monster thing. Jack-Jack goes off the rails and they have to take him out. I like that. The most emotional Pixar movie of all time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> The year is 2050. Not an Incredibles world. It's actually the year 2050 when this movie comes out. Mr. and Mrs. Incredible are dead, and now we got the kids are all grown up. That's my This movie takes place in the 60s, right? Does it? Isn't the Incredibles in the 60s? I I don't know. I don't know. 50s, 60s? Somewhere in there. I don't know. This movie somewhat felt kind of like a feeler movie to me, which is like, let's put a bunch of stuff in this and see what works. I kind of hope Jack, Jack, and Dash have their own movie next time, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> are you guys ready for yes or no? So you guys, I mean, I can imagine they're all going to be yeses. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then I'll just say this. Where does this rank amongst Pixar movies for you guys? You can just say top tier, yeah. middle tier, bottom tier, or specific rank, whatever you guys want to do. All right. Well, yeah, it's a yes for me, Pappy. Um, but I'll put this in the... Put this in the middle tier. I actually like this more than the first Incredibles, but I don't really like the first Incredibles all that much. It's okay. It's just they both feel kind of long. I'm just like, it's and there's nothing against it. Like I'm just more into space, so I like Wally than I am like superheroes. I think it's just personal preference. I think they're both like mm. really competent, really well made movies. Like A plus in quality. It's just you know what are you more into? So I, I do think this one's a little bit derivative of the first one in a lot of ways that we talked about but middle tier 
Yes, obviously. And I, and I do have it in like my top 10 movies of the year so far. Nice. But Pixar has a lot of good movies. Uh, I'll give it a yeah. Uh, I'll say it's top tier Pixar movies for me. I actually have it like on Letterboxd. You can rank the movies you've seen this year. And I I think it's like my one number one and number two. It's really good action for, especially for an animated movie. And it looks uh, amazing. And the music is great too, and thought thought it was a really fun story. And uh, I kind of wish I had watched the first Incredibles before I went and seen this to kind of get a refresher. But uh, it's like a really awesome uh, kind of like throwback to like the fifties and sixties, and I think they capture that era pretty well. So it's really cool just for that. So it's a yes, definitely a yes for me. I'll put it in like the the top to middle middle to top tier for Pixar. Uh, I'd say it's just as good, if not better, than the first one. I don't know if I'd consider it better or if I liked it better or not. I'd have to see it again to decide that. But yeah, it was good. I, like like Mikey said, it looked incredible. No pun intended. <laughs> um, yeah, the animations were amazing. I like that Frozone had a little bit bigger of a role. Um, but yeah, definitely go check it out. It's worth the wait. Nice, and um, I'll give it a yes as well. I like this movie a lot. I just thought it was a little too derivative of the first one. Um, but I think they're on equal footing, just in different ways. Um, especially just because the action in this movie looks so good, and it was absolutely hilarious. But for me, it's like kind of what pat said it's right in the middle of the top middle tier for pixar so i believe that's it pappy what do we have coming down the line for spoilers uh coming down the line we have mall rats a movie that most of us hated and josh who's not on this podcast defended (laughs) vehemently uh then we have um pretty sure brett made a shirt that said free ben affleck (laughs) 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 and that's pretty much it uh Oh, we have Sandow, an independent film by Alex Cooper. And and guys, I watched the first five minutes of Sandow, and spoiler alert, it opens with, in big capitals, an Alexander Cooper production. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's as far as I made it, I turned it on, can't wait for it. Oh, that is awesome. I'm going to have to watch Parallel. I gotta watch Parallel before I get into Sandow. Yeah, you need to set yourself up for the Alex Cooper extended universe. It's in the universe. same universe, Mikey. It's in the same universe. <laughs> the ACU. The uh, ACU. Shared universe. That's awesome. Oh, wait. Would you guys be, like, opposed to a Frozone Incredibles 3? I'd be that down be for cool. that. Absolutely not. But it's not gonna happen, but I would love it. That'd be pretty cool. They should probably do that. I just hope it doesn't take 14 years. Like, it can't, because... Sandow will be dead. Yeah, those be too old. Like their voices will won't sound the same. <laughs> well, I think computers are so good now that it it speeds up the process. I think it probably took a while for the first one to even get made, and then they kind of sat on their hands to get the second one made. And I think, if anything, it'll it won't take nearly as long. I don't think it takes seven years. Half. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, that was spoilers. Boom. Bang, bang. 
savages, savages. Paper planes. The paper planes. The the song. Yeah. Like, hold on. <laughs> oh, by MIA. Yeah. Yeah, I love paper planes. That song I, was awesome. I do too. Pat, I'm sorry, there? I was for some stupid reason I was thinking of the Flowbots and that stupid ass song Handlebars. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's a different song. Yeah, way different. I can ride a bike with no handlebars. <laughs> oh, that was so annoying. That was a terrible song. People loved it. Pretty sure I was one of them. With no handlebars. With no handlebars. Oh. <sighs> Bow. Oh yeah, let's talk about Bow, baby Bow. <laughs> Baby Bowser. Is it was it Bow Baby? Is that how it's pronounced? <laughs> the the Bow Baby, yeah. God, Alec Baldwin. Dude, I didn't realize that was a woman until the very end of this short. <laughs> I thought that was a son, honestly. I thought it was a boy just raising a bow. Can you try adding him? PK. Yeah, they call me PK. I think it's his name. Half his stick, but I'll try. Yo. Yo, yo. So I was setting on my mic, slash, still setting on my mic. Steve, you guess what movie I watched right before this? Hold on. Hold on. Hey, Pat, what's happening? Hey, dude. Not Uh, much. What's up? Let me guess. What movie was Pappy watching before this? Let me guess. Let me guess. Point break. Via con Dios, bro. Via con Dios, bro. Oh, it's, it's so <laughs> I love that movie so much. Hello? Hey, Mikey. Money, Mike. Hey, Mikey. What's going on? Jordan, did you... Are you in there? you watch this movie? Oh, this is Pat. Oh. It's not like Pat. Jordan. Uh-huh. I would have been stunned if Jordan watched gotcha. it. Mikey, you ready to talk about some thickness tonight? <laughs>